2 Samuel chapter 8, we kind of pick up the story of David, and, and David's kind of on an upward swing, spiritually speaking, and he's making some good choices here. And, and as we're looking here, I want us just to think for a moment this morning, where are our hearts today? And, and I, I guess to stay on, on topic this morning, where is your hope? Where is your hope this Christmas season or in this part of your life? 2 Samuel chapter 8, starting with verse 13. It says, And David made a name for himself when he returned from striking down 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. Then he put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became David's servants. And the Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and David administered justice and equity to all his people. Let's pray. Father, today as we are in this house, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you that we are indeed a people of hope. We hope in, in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Because, Lord, it is in Christ that we find life. Lord, we thank you for this story of David, and we're seeing a man who is once again hoping in God. He's hoping in the promises of God, the things of God, the, the, the will of God. That's, that's his hope now. And we see a blessing in his life because he is living a life in which hope in you is all that really matters. So, Lord, this morning as we are in this place, I ask that you would just speak to us in big ways. In your most holy name, amen. You know, David, David was able to reign over Jerusalem, it says here. He was able to reign in Jerusalem, and, and, I, and it, that was something that he hadn't been able to do previously. If you'll recount the story of David, David was running from King Saul, you remember? And at that point, David had actually already been anointed king of Israel by Samuel. And all this had already happened. But, but Saul's still in power, and David's a good guy, and he's not going to kill the king or take the king out of power or whatever. And, and so he ends up making some bad decisions because of bitterness and, and being afraid, really, and, and losing hope in God. But when God sets him up, we read in this passage of Scripture where it says that David is finally able to rule Israel. And it's a very different David than you see a couple chapters back where he has no hope. He's given up. He's went over to the enemy. He's living in a foreign land. He's, he's making friends with people that are not God followers. And so here we see a David who's full of hope. He has lots of hope in his life. And he's making decisions that are good. He's able to rule Israel finally. Now, how many of you guys in here want to be able to rule your life to make good decisions in your life finally? Uh, th there are things in my life that I'm like, man, I make some great decisions. Last week during the marathon, I thought I had made a terrible decision. But praise God, I'm glad I did it, you know. We, we showed up to downtown uh, Tulsa, and Joni's asking me questions. How you feeling, you know? I just, just wanting to talk. I think she was a little bit nervous, too. And, and the only thing that would come out of my mouth was, <laughs> I was crying. I was bawling. I was like, okay, this is the morning I've been thinking about for about four months. And, you know, preparing for it, kind of. And, and, you know, I, I got ready for this race, and, and here I am. But, 
the only thing I could hope for at that moment was that I could finish the race. Like for me, it wasn't, you know, I want to I wanna qualify for Boston or do whatever, which by the way, I don't. Those people are insane. But the thing is, is that as I was thinking about it, it, it it's hope that drives us, amen? I could think it was hope that, drive, that drove me during that race because I, I knew that if I could get to the end of this, I knew that there was Ted's Mexican Escondido waiting for me. I think my app told me I burned some 3,600 calories while running this race. So I was in need of some really good tortillas and tacos and things of that nature. And so, you know, hope was, hope was something that drove me. And I, and I have to say that even while I'm running, you know, there's lots of prayers I, I ran into people. I'm praying for myself. I'm praying for you guys as you were meeting. I, I'd look at my, at my, at my uh, phone, and I could see what time it was. I was like, well, you know, Josh is about to go on and preach, which, by the way, he did an awesome job, didn't he? Just preaching the gospel. But as I'm running, I'm just thinking, God, I, I really, even in this race, I want you to use me. And about two-thirds through the race, I started seeing people kind of dropping out, you know? And so I'd kind of run over by them, and I'd just be like, hey, Hey, keep going, keep going. Oh, I'm wore out. I'm tired. My leg hurts. My foot hurts. I'm like, yeah, me too. My foot really does hurt. And, and, I, and I looked at him and said, hey, can I pray for you? And, and I don't know, even know how many times I prayed because half the time I was lacking oxygen. But I know I prayed for a lot of people just along the way and we'd, while we're running. And they would pick up pace and run with me. I didn't, have, I didn't have a one person say, no, you can't pray with me. You can't pray with me. So I'm praying with these people, and as hope was renewed, they were able to continue the race. As hope was renewed, they were able to, to complete what had been set, set before them. And here David, you know, he had, he had the kingdom set before him, and he lost hope at one point, but now he has hope. And we're reading here where it says that he's finally able to reign over Israel. He's finally able to, to be the king that God had made him to be. We see when, when David trusts and when he hopes in God, he finds himself on a blessed path. Now, I hear a lot of preachers today talking about, you know, your best life and, and the best way to live your life. Guys, I want to I be blunt with you this morning. The best life you can have is following Jesus. That when you follow Christ, that will put you on a blessed path. It's not always easy, but it's a blessed path. It's, it's a way that we all need to, to strive to fall into each and every day. You need Jesus in your life. You need Christ in your life. Christmas is, again, not just about uh, beautiful Christmas trees, which, by the way, it's beautiful in here this morning. And we have more decorations going to happen tonight, you know, on the tree and, and, and things of that nature. But here's what I want you to understand today as believers in Jesus. Christmas is not about this. Christmas is not about the presents. It's not about the music. I think Joni's been listening to Christmas music since about July or June. And so, you know, it's not about that. What this season is about is about Jesus. It's about Christ himself, and our hope is only in him. Amen. We can't have hope in ourselves or in political systems or in sports teams or whatever. We can only find true hope in Jesus Christ. David is finally in his life finding hope in, on, in his God alone. And now here he is on this blessed path, and he's able to, to do things differently than he's done in the past. Hoping in the Lord, it does things for us. And i got a few points here I want to make, and then I want to read some, some Christmas verses, because we are in the season of Advent, right? I love that we sing two Christmas songs today. Y'all can sing three or four. I, I love Christmas music. 
But the thing is, is this morning as we're here, I, I, I didn't want to kill off David's, uh, the story we've been going through with David. I want to continue that through Christmas as well and then tie in, you know, these, these points of Advent because I believe we, we see it as, it is a constant throughout, um, throughout mankind that these are, these are truths and that God is our only hope. And when we talk about us in our modern day, Jesus is our only hope. And so these three points I wanted us to look at this morning, hoping in the Lord leads to, okay? So the first point that we look at here is hoping in the Lord leads to a renewed hope in our day-to-day activities. If you're hoping in the Lord, the things that are day-to-day in your life, it's important. I think a lot of times maybe we get kind of bummed out with the day-to-day. You ever been there? It just gets boring. It gets, it gets same-o, same-o. I want you to understand this morning that, that we can find new hope in life when we find hope in Jesus. That the hopeless situation that you're living in right now, and it could be physical stuff. It could be monetary stuff. It could be relationship stuff. It could be, man, when's Daniel going to quit preaching this morning stuff? Okay. You may find yourself in any of these situations in life, but your only hope is in Jesus. And when you live a hope that is in Christ Jesus, all this other stuff's going to be blessed to you. Because you're walking a blessed life. It's not about who you are or what you can do. It's about what God can do in your life. Now, think about it practically. When you were a sinner, what, what was your life like? It was despair, wasn't it? I, I've prayed with people recently who were just... You know, they have recently come to know Jesus, and they say, well, before I knew Jesus, man, it was a bad road. But now that I know Jesus, I'm thankful. Maybe in the church we forget that sometimes, that we're, that we're saved. Have you, have you forgotten that, church? That Jesus Christ has saved you from hell? Have you forgotten that the Holy Spirit walks with you daily? Have you forgotten these things? You've forgotten your hope if you have. Your hope is not in the things of this world. It's not in what we have or hold. It's in who we know. And if we know Jesus, we have hope. David finally has some hope in his day-to-day activities where at one time he was afraid to fight the Philistines because he was joining them. Now, if you're reading through that entire chapter, and I didn't do it this morning for sake of time, but it says that David goes, and wherever he goes, he defeats the Philistines, the Edomites, Right? There's a whole list of nations that are de- defeated by David. And not just defeated, but we even read where some of them actually come and be a part of his nation. David, wherever he goes, is blessed. And it's not because he's a hopeless person. That second point we want us to look at this morning is hoping in the Lord leads to an ability to see the success of God in our lives. If we could go to that next slide back there sound man there we go hoping in the lord leads to an ability to see the work of god in our lives i think sometimes when we're hopeless we don't see god working already god's doing stuff and but we're, we're just like this we got our heads down and we're just like oh i can think back to last week there was a few times and everybody told me mile 18 was going to be really hard that at mile 18 you're going to burn out and that you're just going to be like well, why am i here my, my mile 18 came about mile 21 and, and, and I don't know, that, that Tulsa Marathon's insane in the membrane is all I can say. It's, and I mean, no joke, it's like 75% uphill. It's kind of like what your, your grandparents used to talk about. You know, they, they went to school uphill both ways. That's the kind of the way this race was. 
and, and about mile 21, I'm, I'm kind of reaching the point that where you kind of start sliding down back to the, the finish line. And, and I was a, an idiot, and I signed up for the ultra marathon, so I went more distance so I could get a little coin. That's really cool. But, and, you know, at the time, it wasn't really cool. I really just contemplated just keeping on going. But, at, you know, at that mile 21, when I hit mile 21, I, I, my hope was, was waning. It was kind of like, man. And my head was down. I wasn't enjoying beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, and, which that's a beautiful city, by the way, when you're, when you're running through it and you're seeing all this stuff. And, 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 and I'm running, my head's down, and I'm kind of just getting hopeless. And I look up at one point, and there's a sign. And it says, you are now at mile 22. And I'm like, well, I can do this. I can do this. There was a renewed hope within me. I'm able to see that there was a good work going on, that, that keeping your feet moving and keeping going, that, that there was actually progress in my life. David, in his life at this point, he has an ability to see the work of God in his life, not because he's looking down, but because he's looking up. He has hope in God. He's able to make these decisions in his life. He's able to see that, that God is doing a good work, that God is blessing the kingdom. There in that verse 14, you know, he, he's, he's making good decisions but it says that wherever David went, he had success. Man, I, I want that kind of life, don't you? I want that kind of life. I want to be able to, to whatever I do in this world, I want to be able to be successful. As a pastor, I want to be successful. As a husband, I want to be successful. As a dad, I want to be successful. We all have those desires in our heart, or at least I hope we do. And if you don't, it's probably because you have no hope. And so we hope to be better. We hope to do good things. David hoped to be a good king that was in the will of God. And once he was hoping in God, he saw things happen. He saw God working. He saw God doing an amazing work. So hoping in the Lord leads to some great things. That last one I want us to look at this morning. Hoping in the Lord leads to being an instrument of justice and equity to all people. When you're hoping in God, you're going to bless others. When you're hoping in, in, in the Lord above, you're going to be able to see that, hey, everyone deserves love, right? That everyone deserves justice. Everyone deserves to be treated equally. Where it's not, you know, in, in our day and age, that's not how it's, it is. And really in our politically charged nation, it's not that way. I, I have good Christian friends who think they can't be friends with people of a different political party. That's ridiculous. I have good Christian friends who say, well, I can't be friends with these people because they go to this church. Now, there are some bad churches out there. I'll give you that. And there's some bad political decisions in our society. But the thing that ties us all together is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can't advance the gospel when we're constantly cutting each other down and being bad against each other. You know, there's sometimes I, I, I feel attacked as a church that, you know, there, there's there's entities in our community even that want to come against First Baptist Church. I don't understand why. They want to cut us down. They want to say bad things about us. Well, talk bad about us. I don't care. We'll just prove you wrong. You know? Because our hope is not in your opinion. Our hope is in God. And here David, he, he's not worried about these other nations. He's not worried about the Edomites or the Amalekites. He's not worried about the Philistines. You know what? He's like, my hope's in God and I'm going to kick your rear end. I'm not, don't go out here kicking other people's rear end. But I think in a very spiritual sense today, we are able to experience hope in this life when we hope in the Lord. Does everybody hear that? 
You are able to experience hope in this life when you experience hope in the Lord. The, the next little slide we have here, God's plan of hope is always bigger than anything we could ever imagine. Hey, read that again once slowly, okay? I want you to read that again one more time. God's plan of hope is always bigger than anything we could ever imagine. How many of you, when you were like probably nine or ten years old, you imagined your life? What, what did you imagine? What were the things that you hoped for? I bet a bunch of y'all were wanting to live in a, a posh mansion somewhere, right? Maybe, maybe you wanted to have a, a job with NASA. That's what Daniel wanted. I wanted to work for NASA. I wanted to go to other planets. You remember those dreams you had when you were young? Life comes along and it kind of knocks you down a little bit, doesn't it? And you kind of start looking around and maybe these dreams weren't attained yet. Maybe these things haven't been blessed to you yet. You haven't, you haven't seen this stuff happen in your life, and so you're, you're getting down and out. Maybe, maybe you're at a point in life that you just you want to do more for God, but you're just not doing it. You can't understand why. Guys, I want to tell you something. When you put your hope in God, He's going to do stuff in your life you could never imagine. He's going to bless you in ways that you could never imagine. That's who our God is. That's who our God is. I, 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 I preached a... a a funeral this past week, and, and one of the points I made, and I make it at all funerals, but I, but I told them, I said, you know, our God is a God of restoration. That God is in this business of fixing things. He's in this business of coming along and fixing what we've messed up. Do you believe that? Because I think a lot of times we forget that He does that. That God is, He's in the business of fixing things, of setting up our lives in a way that we can honor Him. But we can't do that if our hope is in the things of this world. If we're looking down and we're not even noticing that we're passing mile 19, mile 20, mile 21, 26 and a half is coming up. But we can't see it because our heads are down. Don't miss the blessings of God. Don't miss who God is in your life. Because you see, church, we are a people of hope. Amen? We are a people of hope. David didn't understand this at one point, but now he's understanding it. Before you say, well, David was David. He was the mighty King David. Well, if you're, in your, if you're in your Bibles, about two chapters over, we see where David forgets hoping in the Lord, and he hopes in a woman in a bathtub. See, it's important that you and I make sure that we're hoping in God at all times. It's important. You know, you and I are only one step away from being a, a terrible sinner and destroying everything God's blessed in our lives. I realize that daily. I'm just like, you know what? I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not strong enough. I have to rely upon my God. I have to hope in Him. I have to hope in who He is. Because when I hope in who He is, He's going to lead me down a path that I need to be on. But if I start trusting in what Daniel seems, thinks is right, I'm going to start going down a path that he's going, to, he's going to be like, I never intended for you to go down that road. I never intended for you to go down that road. I, I saw an interview with some people that ran the marathon. And I guess, you know... They were kind of towards the end, so they were shutting the roads down, and so they got lost. And they basically ran the ultra marathon, but it's because they were taking wrong turns here and there because the signs weren't up anymore. I was like, man, how rough was that? How rough was that 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 was what they did? But, you know, the reason that they were so lost is because they didn't have signs to follow. But, church, you have signs to follow today. You have hope today. His name is Jesus. 
You have hope today. It's Jesus Christ who came to set you free. It's Jesus Christ who came and died at the dark cross of Calvary that you might have eternal life. And not just you, but the entire world. There's a lot of people out there who want to say, well, there are only certain people who are chosen to know God. Baloney! God created everybody out of love. He created everybody out of love. And guess what? All of us messed up. And God said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you guys anyways. And his love is for all mankind for all time. Amen. Don't let anybody ever tell you different. People want to get into Calvinism and non-Calvinism and everything. And Jim, Jim, it's interesting. It's good that we know. Amen. It's good that we know this stuff. But when it really comes down to it, there's a lot of stuff we can't wrap our minds around anyways. And you just need to understand the love of Jesus. Your hope is in Jesus. Your hope is in God. It's not in the things of this world. It's not in some doctrinal statement. Those are important. But first, you need to understand that your hope is in Christ and in Christ alone. Amen. It's in Him. Today, do you know Christ? It's Advent. I love this time of year. Our tree's up. Joni, Joni, man, she puts together a beautiful tree. And, and Jaron, you know, he, he loves looking at that tree. And, and we, we decorated this big tree, and then we've got like a bookshelf in the corner, and Joni's got like a little uh, village in that, in that bookshelf, and up top there's a Christmas tree, and it has these colored lights, yeah. And, and he looks over at those colored lights, and he's just like, wow. The other night we went to Honor Heights Park, which by the way, go to Honor Heights Park this year, beautiful. Skip the inflatables, go to Honor Heights Park. Go twice through Honor Heights Park. There, there was, you guys remember the, the, the Christmas story, the movie? Uh, Honor Heights Park had one really good blow-up, and it was Ralphie in the pink, you know, bunny outfit in the movie, uh, A Christmas Story, and his, his face is all sad. That was my face the entire time I drove through the inflatables this year. But going through Honor Heights Park, I was in amazement. It was beautiful. There's more lights. Everything's in LED now. So good. And, and here, Jaron, cry, he cried all the way from Tulsa. He's upset. I don't know. He's mad. We couldn't figure it out. We get there. Well, it was a, it was a diaper issue. I'll just put it that way. And so once we, we paid to get in the park, and I was like, hey, can we pull over here and change a diaper real quick before we go, you know? And so I'm thinking, this kid, he's, he's, ver he's on the verge of going to sleep. He's on the verge of breaking down. But as soon as we entered that tunnel, his eyes are just in, in, a, in just, I don't know, he was just having a good time, you know? He's going through there, and he's seeing that joy. Church, I want to tell you something. God is calling us to live a life of hope and joy. But our hope is in who? It's in Jesus. Our hope is in Christ alone. It's not in anything else in this world. And so you have to look forward to him. I look forward to Mashiach, to Messiah coming for us. You guys realize Jesus is coming back? I, I, well, I was talking with a brother in Christ the other day. I was like, why don't Jesus just come back right now? That would cure a lot of Daniel's problems. This was before the marathon, because I was trying to get out of that. You know, like, uh, if Jesus come back now, I'd never, but I'm glad he didn't come back. Thank you, Lord, because now I experience that. But the thing is here, guys, I, I want you to understand your hope is in Jesus. Your hope is in the Lord. Your hope is in the Lord above. Jeremiah chapter 33. This is a wonderful passage of scripture, I think, that I just want us to kind of focus on this morning, and then I want to close with a passage out of Luke, and we'll pray, and we'll go our ways today, but Jeremiah chapter 33, starting with verse 14, it says, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. If you're in your Bibles, right, declares the Lord, just under, underline that, 
The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made in the house of Israel, in the house of Judah. Church, our hope is in God. And God, speaking to his people through the prophet, he says, hey, the days are coming when what was promised is going to happen. Have hope. Have hope. The next verse, verse 15, goes on. next verse goes on <laughs> next page please okay <laughs> hello back there next page please there we go all right in the first oh, I'm sorry in the sixth no not that one <laughs> let's go back okay Hey, there we go. In those days, <laughs> in those days, this is, if you guys follow the podcast, this will be cut out, okay? In those days, at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. Who we've been talking about? David, right? In those days, at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. Does that sound like David too? David was doing that because he had hope. The ultimate plan of God during this, this phase in, in the world is what? It's to execute justice and hope to all people. Now, it's cool that you're reading through that story. You see where David's defeating this army and defeating this army, and this is going right, and this is going right, and all this. That's a great story. Everybody likes a happy story. But guys, God's story is a lot bigger than David's story. God had bigger plans. It wasn't just so that he could establish David as king of Israel. His plan was bigger because his plan was that Jesus would come to save all mankind. That's the big plan. Quit thinking on, on small terms. And I have to remind myself this all the time because I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I like to lay stuff out in front of me. And this is, this is the next thing we got. You know, and you kind of just plan your life out or whatever. Quit limiting yourself to your plans because God's plan is a lot bigger and a lot better. His plan is so much better, but we have to be hoping in him. David, man, he was just concerned with, you know, getting the temple set up. That was a big plan he wanted. He had big plans in bringing the ark, which he did, you know, last week. He brought the ark of the covenant in. It, there was all this stuff that was going on in David's life. But God was just like, my plan's a lot bigger because I'm going to bring salvation for all people through your line. This is what's going to happen. And you can trust me on that. God's plan with David was bigger. It's just, it was something he could have never have imagined. He gave up several times on this plan. He gave up hope several times because it wasn't working as, as he thought it should work. God had a plan of hope that would bring restoration for all mankind. That's what God does. God does that. He, he brings restoration for all people. So we can be hopeful today as that candle burns over there. I want you to just look at that candle, the first purple candle. It represents hope. We'll be looking at hope, at peace, at joy, and at love through this Advent season. And today we look at hope. Guys, are you hopeless today? Is there, is there no hope in your life? Or are you finding or trying to find hope in things that just don't suffice? They don't work? They don't work for you? As we close today, and we're thinking about Jesus and what Jeremiah said, that, that Jesus would be raised up. That, that's who he's talking about there. That branch of David is going to be 
raised up so that people could be saved. And I think it's interesting. He says, branch of David will be raised up. Jesus was raised up on a cross, on a branch, so that you and I might know Jesus. So that you and I might know who he is. Look at Luke chapter 1. Let's close it out with this this morning. I, I, can't, I can't preach a Christmas Advent type sermon without at least reading about the story. The old, old story that brings hope to humanity. That brings hope to us all that we know that through Jesus that we can do that. Luke chapter 1. We'll start there with verse 26. What's well, a big chapter? Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. You guys love how scriptures all tied together here? And the virgin's name was Mary. And he, be, he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be the son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. Don't you like it when God's promises come true? David was finally getting on track, and he's finally hoping in the Lord. Jeremiah says, people, don't give up. Don't forget your God. Don't forget the hope that is in him. One day, God's going to do it. And now for little, little Mary, the Lord sends an angel, a messenger of God, to her to say, hey, the time has come.